1: Beam me up on the mamas of all mama shit.
0: Hey, I'm looking through
2: my
3: telescope and I see a mothership. Is that you? Beam me up. Hey, D.A., I'm thirsty, man. Can you beam me up for a cold one? Hey, D.A., what's going on, baby? Stop me off and beam me up. Yay,
2: what's a
3: silly Oh, permission to get in that
2: mothership. Is my window seat still available? Beam me up. What's going on, D.A.? Hey, man, I need you to do
0: me a huge favor. My co-worker's a jerk. So oh, just beam me up, man. Get beamed up. Everyone else has it's d.a. on cbs sports radio
4: we're gonna have a good day it's the d.a. show on cbs sports radio oh yeah baby d.a. on paternity doing a little diaper changes for a.j. who knows what movies he's getting into now perhaps would be a good time to watch succession as i've told him Let's watch, actually, good TV. We could lay off the movies for a little bit. Bogey with us, of course. Bogey, good morning, man. Are you having a good day?
5: Having a really good day. My guy Pete's happy again. We were going through the count on Twitter, so we're doing really well.
4: (laughs) It's always good when Pete's happy. EJ with us as well. Schwartzy will come your way with an update. We have Trash Tuesday coming up. You didn't miss Trash Tuesday yet. Remember, get those tweets in at MerazCBS, at Andrew Bogish. Let us know what you're trashing, what's going on. Oh man, I just I went to go just check Twitter for a second, and the first thing that pops up is Robin the three to one DMing me mm-hmm. some kind of count YouTube video that I'm sure I've seen before. Okay, great, thanks, Rob. All right, uh, back to the regularly scheduled program though. Draymond Green has opted out, uh, not taking his player option, and it was expected because it was only twenty seven and a half million dollars, and you have a lot of crappy basketball players making a lot more money. Mike Dunleavy Jr, who it's unbelievable to think of him being a general manager now in the NBA is the general, new general manager of the Warriors and he said his top priority this offseason was in fact to bring Draymond Green back. But at 33 years old, declining offensive numbers, the eight-time old NBA defensive player is still an important integral part of the Warriors, but I think the Warriors are at a real pivotal point. They could say they want to bring Draymond Brack back. back. Draymond could say he wants to go back. But at 33 years old with a fresh slate as a GM, are you just chasing ghosts of the past if you give Draymond Green the Supermax, which somebody will give him because, you know, he's still a great defensive player. But in this kind of scoring league, the scoring NBA, I I mean, are the Warriors in a spot where they should be tying up a guy who, by the way, was getting into altercations with Jordan Poole and who knows what else was going on behind the scenes last year? The Warriors might be being gifted right now a clean slate to say goodbye and just say, well, somebody was willing to offer him more, even though, of course, the Warriors can offer him the most of anybody I'm very curious if Dunleavy's words are – that that was a top priority. You're going to match the actual, you know, wants and desires of what the Warriors do here, folks.
5: Yeah, I mean, he, he obviously makes so much sense from a basketball perspective. I, he's more valuable to them than anybody else, not to knock who he is, but I, he just fits them. I don't know that he's the same right. impactful player as a piston or, a, you know, a, 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 a better team, the upper, an upper upper an upper echelon team. I know at one point people had mentioned the Grizzlies um, to kind of give them a veteran voice on a young team. But then again, there's a veteran voice that decked a teammate back in September. So I don't even know how much that plays into it. But is all of that worth $28 million for the next two or three seasons when they're already over the luxury tax and that stuff gets more punitive in a year or two when the new CBA is fully in effect? I'm kind of with you here. Um, It kind of makes sense to start to do... A facelift, but the problem in the NBA is there's only there's no half facelifts. Like, you got to do all of it or yeah. you got to do none of it. So it's weird. So, on one hand, getting rid of it makes sense, but on the other, then are you really prepared to tear the whole thing down, which they're clearly not?
4: Yeah, because a max doesn't mean the next two years. I mean, the style of play Draymond has, what is he going to look like at 36, 37, 38? You're talking about yeah. a four or five year deal. Then you're talking about. I mean, are the Warriors going to win another title the next two years? I guess they could. Maybe we'd be writing their obituary a little too early.
5: But they're in the tougher division. You're right. And the cover kind of conference, I should say. And there are even teams who are not yet fully in the conversation, the Western Conference, that can make it even tougher moving forward. And, you know, Clay Thompson was good, but not great this season. And so we're we still wondering what he can return to after his back to back major injuries. And. You know, Steph ain't young anymore. And I don't know how long Steve Kerr's the head coach there anymore, too. So they tried to rebuild on the fly with the, what do they call it, the two two timelines theory, where they had the four holdover veteran guys and then all of these young players. And and clearly some of them did not work out at all. Now they've got a new batch they're focused on. They might trade Kaminga to get a high pick this year. So they may try to do a different version of that again here. But at some point, you got to cut bait with somebody. And to me, he's the easiest guy to cut bait with.
4: And great franchises in sports know how to truly handle the toughest decisions. I'm often led to the following four letters WWBD. What would Bill do? Mm. Bill Belichick is famous for getting out from guys a year earlier rather than a year later. Right, and, and that's might, the thing, right?
5: It's better to be a year early than a year late.
4: Right, and while it may look stupid next year if Draymond is on the Grizzlies and suddenly they happen to win a championship, you know, I'm not saying that would happen, but just insert there, Draymond's an important part of a championship team, and that team looks genius for signing him. Ultimately, are the Warriors going to win a championship in the next two years of Draymond before we think age-wise, style of play-wise, he continues to fall off? And again, his numbers are already declining here at this point. Great teams know not to hang on to nostalgia too long. I, I could speak to this as a New York Giants fan. I know that the NBA is different than than the NBA. The NFL is different than the NBA, but they did this with Eli Manning. They hung on too long, and it set the franchise back. If the Warriors keep doing this, and because, again, this isn't even the NFL where you can sign a guy to a one-year deal and go year by year— they could set this franchise further back by going all-in Draymond Supermax for five years. So I understand why Draymond's doing it. This is his last chance probably at life at a great payday. Uh, and I also want to say this. I saw this in the Shep column we got. You read it? I did. I read it. I give him the respect of that. Shep, brought, Shep, by the way, thinks that the Warriors need to give him the Supermax, which makes me feel better about saying that they should not. Um, he brought up that... Draymond should get a lot of credit for saying he doesn't, he shouldn't start, and Looney should start when Draymond came back from suspension. I disagree. That was the only thing Draymond could have done in that spot. I guess he could have been an absolute um, jerk bag, let's call it. But Draymond. I think we lose sight of this has one of the more listened to podcasts on a whatever weekly basis in during NBA season. And he kind of shoots himself as both a current player slash NBA talker. And if Draymond in the midst of the playoffs inserted himself back in the starting lineup after his team had won and that was like, you know, kind of crazy the way those games were going, how does that, how does he not come off as an idiot on his podcast when he inevitably has to talk about that? And I think that Draymond knew perception-wise he had to do that. And it was the only thing he could do. You want to give him credit? Fine. I just think we're going overboard if we give him credit for that.
5: Yeah, and but, but like, let's also talk about the pool situation as well because they, after the fact, admitted that it ruined yeah, their I mean, whole my,
4: mine right now, I'm going to tell you, my noodles keep getting stuck in the filter.
5: Pete, Morty, anybody? Thank you. And this is another thing he's discussed more than once on the podcast. And I think this is where it came back up again. Postseason is him admitting and Steve Kerr admitting that it plagued their entire season. So if they couldn't get over it now, why are they going to get over it next year? Like just the, the two or three months off to reset and come back, or maybe able to forget or make Jordan Poole forgive him more. Like I don't even like how do we? How do I know that that's going to be okay? Which they say it's going to be. They assume it'll be when we get back next year in the training camp or September, I should say. But they can't know that. And what if they're, like, permanently off because, again, he knocked his teammate down, knocked him out in practice?
4: Yeah, you're right. And, and by the way, as tensions only rise if the team is not as great and is not as dominant again this year. Right. You know, we, we think that the situation is going to get worse. I mean, get better. They're all going to be hugging each other. I would think that a guy like Draymond, I mean, to a lesser extent, Clay and Steph, that have been around that have won multiple championships, watching the team get worse, struggling with their own – uh, mortality's the wrong word, but you know what I mean? the the Their own declining of talents uh, and seeing young guys just not as good as they once were. I mean, I who how do you think that there wouldn't be another incident if Draymond was already that hot-headed enough? So, it is fascinating. And then there's also the Bob Myers question where he stepped away from the Warriors so young and so early and everybody wanted to talk about, and he wanted to talk about spending more time with his kids. Well... Maybe this was again part of it, where he knew that these were going to be tough decisions to be had, and he had grown too tight a bond that he didn't want to be the one to tell Draymond, yeah. "We're not giving you the Supermax." Yeah, I mean, that was very much on the table.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I, it is. I guess that is out there that he saw what was coming and he didn't want to do it, and and he backed away, and now it's Mike Dunleavy Jr.'s problem to figure this out too. But even Draymond has said that Bob Myers, you I mean, before Bob Myers left, he said Bob's decision will affect my decision, not significantly. But it would be something I take into effect, into account that he's not going to be there, and now he's not going to be there. Um, but yeah, that's what Mike Deliva Jr. knew what he signed up for, and he'll talk a good game until it's time to actually pay Draymond Green something. And it's just, it makes it's money well spent next year. But the twenty-eight mil year becomes a question to me after next year immediately, not even two years. I think next year fine. After that, I just it all of a sudden becomes a lot, a lot of money for a guy whose value. Is real, but it's also like inside all the numbers. Like it's a feel thing, it's an effect thing, but it's not simple numbers that people can point at and go, here's what he's doing. Other than saying, you know, their record is this when he plays and it's this when he doesn't, you know, so much of what he does isn't in the box score. It makes it easy to overlook it and maybe overpay for it.
4: So speaking of guys that are getting older and aging out, Bogues, Pat Boyle. Ten hours ago, Pat Boyle posted a picture of him bench pressing 225 at the gym saying bulking season never ends. Pat Boyle, um, a little bit before that, said he listened back to the show from today. He was in the gym, and he's got something for, and I should not have done this. I revealed that Joey said he was unimpressed, um, and he put up a video. Joey
5: Waller, that is, by the way.
4: Yeah, who was not happy with me that I'm revealing <laughs> secrets, although I said it was all in good fun. Um, and I did over-exaggerate a little bit about what Joey had said. But Boyle's now put up two tweets. Did you see this video?
5: Well, I, I didn't. Now I have. And it's basically your colonoscopy video.
4: Yeah, we're getting we're getting a, a weird angle. Um, But now people are rallying behind how Pat Boyle looks. Not Connor Green tweets in. You dropped this, King. I don't know if all the four guys could hit that weight together. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, that's a fair question. Everywhere Evans tweets, yoked. Jose tweets, beast mode. Moist pork tweets, at Marie. Timbo Slice (laughs) tweets. (laughs) Timbo Slice tweets, get porked. I thought this is how you worked out, but maybe you could bench press Marie. Oh, boy. Hello. Yeah, send your pant leg with with a gift. Watch out for the guns. They'll get you. And Curtis tweets in, where is your spotter? As a man who has lived his life by saying, if you're going to be dumb, you better be tough, you need a spotter. Wow.
5: See, I thought that too, but I didn't know if that was me being a nerdy non-workout guy. But you should have some help there just in case, right?
4: Yeah. I I think you should. I've been in the gym where I'm doing way less than that, and you should have somebody around. You got me? You got me? Uh, And this is the last (laughs) comment we got eight hours ago from Word Gerbil. You guys tell me what you think in relation to how Pat Boyle looked. I actually watched at work later in the day on YouTube. You Meaning the I Bob's Bar ha- show. Yes, I have to say I felt like there was some false advertising leading up to this. I was expecting Schwarzenegger, and I kind of got more Peter Schwartz.
2: Mm. Oh, stop! I, you know, and I, I don't like to be associated with this commentary
5: on on Pat because I said he doesn't look, he doesn't look like you. You know, Pat.
4: Well, looked, he should, but he doesn't look like Schwarzenegger, right?
5: Right. Pat looks great. We all should want to look like Pat. Pat is definitely in better shape than us. And I think it's a valid question whether the four of us could actually, as a unit, lift two twenty five like he just did.
4: I can, but, but
5: I felt less insufficient as a man when Boyle went shirtless than I was expecting. Of course. That's the only point.
4: And he had very long nipples. I guess is the word I would use. Yeah? I didn't notice that part. So if you go back and watch... Probably you know, not. We all, we all have a pair of <laughs> flapjacks on our chest, you know what I mean? Whether it's cold or hot, you know, the degree of raising the skyscrapers will change on your chest. But for some reason, his pointy part of his nipple, it was like an extra couple centimeters too long. It was like a couple of goats could hang on those.
5: So apparently Gordo does a good job then.
4: Yeah, I guess. It was It was odd. I was Those are some of the longest nipples I've ever seen. Uh, Adriana tweets in... You are thick. There's lots of muscle there. Some people are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Adriana does that. And Ostrich just tweets in King of the Oinks. So, True. patty Boyle, maybe we need Kaplan to follow him around, and that could be HBO's hard knocks this year. Is Pat Boyle getting in shape for the next time his shirt is off?
3: But I have a question, I, though. Uh, do we do we call somebody thick when we're talking about them being ripped? <laughs> that seems like a weird...
4: I agree, but that's the thing. He's not ripped. He, I, that's why I said yesterday. his new nickname EJ should be Meat. He just looks like he just looks like a ribeye with nipples.
3: But he
5: looks like something Rocky should be punching yes. in a cooler.
4: Very odd. EJ, were you impressed with Pat Boyle's chest?
3: Uh I mean <laughs> EJ, you're in shape, aren't you? That was not uh, a yes, by nah, the way. I was in shape. Maybe five years ago when I was okay. playing ball, not injured.
6: No, Pat looks great.
3: Yes. Pat, Pat I mean, Pat is, you know, I mean, he's got that like, you know. World heavyweight champion wrestler kind of body, not necessarily like your, you know, middleweight boxing body, if that makes
4: sense. Yeah, no, he looks like Ronan Tynan, that famous, you know, the wrestler from the Olympics.
5: Rulon (laughs) Gardner. I'm pretty sure Ronan Tynan is like the Irish tenor. Yes. (laughs) Who am I thinking about? Rulon Gardner. Hold on. Rulon Gardner, you're right. You're You're right. (laughs) Ronan Tynan is a dude that sings at Yankee Stadium. You're right. Yes. He
4: used to sing God Bless America Yankees. You're right. <laughs> Rulan Gardner, not Ronan I'm pretty
5: sure he has one leg. So like Boyle is definitely yeah. not Ronan Tynan.
4: And I was also reminded by somebody that I shouldn't be revealing what people say about their body because it's mean to them and not everybody cares less about their body image than me. So that's fair. I that is fair. That. I shouldn't have said that. So Boyle's working on himself. He needs to get back in shape. Um, you look know, just a rough, rough, rough Bob Spar show for Pat Boyle. But then he hurt himself post game. All right, when we come back, we're gonna take out the trash. It's a trash Tuesday. It's the D A. show on CBS Sports Radio.
0: So, what's eating you? People that get in the left lane and drive the speed limit. I gotta trash the NFL, man. Trash my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> you want me to trash that? Trash Tuesday. My favorite day of the week, not for nothing. Time to vent. We take it out like the trash. It's Trash Tuesday.
4: All right, it's Trash Tuesday here on the dot. Let's start it off with a guy wearing one of my favorite shirts i own the green version he's got the yellow version the seattle supersonics showing off his tight pecs today it's ej stewart ej what's up
3: what's up sean uh i am taking out the trash i am trashing the weather app on apple phones, iphones because i was in new orleans this past weekend everybody knows new orleans know it's swamp land weather can be a unpredictable so i understand that so i packed an umbrella that's really good, really strong, is actually weather-wind-resistant to come with me to New Orleans. And the entire weekend I was there, for the entire time, every hour, 40% chance of rain, 50% chance of rain. Guess what, Sean? No rain! No rain at any point of... My trip now. Normally, I would say, "Oh, that's great! You had no rain, right?" Well, the problem was, I'm going to a wedding. I'm going to a a wedding rehearsal dinner, so I'm wearing, you know, nice stuff. I'm not trying to carry around a big cumbersome umbrella. But if you tell me there's going to be a thunderstorm every hour, then well, I'm gonna carry around that umbrella. Never (laughs) rained the entire time there. It was a complete ridiculous joke. I forgot the umbrella at a restaurant at one point. Had to go back into the French Quarter late at night to go get my umbrella. So I am trashing the weather app for making me carry around a, you know, three-foot-long umbrella for the entire time I was in New Orleans, even though it never rained.
4: All right, trash him.
3: Is Oscar the Grouch living in there?
4: First person ever to trash not getting rain on their vacation is E.J. Stewart. Just say it's not
5: going to rain. What are wrinkles to our anti-weatherman take on this yeah. show?
4: Now, Bogues, before we get to the Trash Tuesday, any thoughts on E.J.? E.J., not, just so you know, Bogues hates the weather trash.
5: I'm not. I, I, I got to give myself a break on these ones. I'm sorry, E.J., that it didn't rain on you. I'm sorry you had good
3: weather. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, know what I'm you guys got to see how big this umbrella is. I have a really good umbrella.
0: Who told I'm- you to hide? carry around
3: a big umbrella. Well, no, it's it's New Orleans. I mean, they have they have strong storms down in the south. So I was like, okay, I want to make sure that, you know, also I'm wearing a suit, I'm wearing nice clothes, I don't want to get drenched on and then, you know, be walking around, you know, basically oh. carrying around wet clothes. Right. But I mean, you all, I I will say this. You mentioned I and mean, I saw you post, I think pre-post
5: the weather like, "Oh man, this is going to suck." And then yeah. I and then I think I just heard you say 40-50% chance of rain, which means it was more likely than to not rain than rain no so. but
3: but uh, it, it, bogus it was every hour you know how that's an hour by hour thing yeah, where yeah, you yeah. Say, so you think okay maybe it won't rain this hour but in these next 10 hours at some point it's gonna rain and it never did and Shame by the way even though it was sunny weather it still was you know 97 degrees so it wasn't like the you know most pleasant time to be out there true uh in New Orleans
4: all right uh Pete what do we got
2: all right, well, two-parter. One, I'm trashing the people that don't follow the count on Twitter. and You are missing out. And number two, <laughs> I am trashing the fact that our uh, shove-in-the-pool of you was not really talked about after the after the Bob's Bar uh, extravaganza. Bogus and I had the honor of, of pushing Mirage into the pool to complete the, the bet payoff. And, and it was not exactly the most... Uh, uh, Graceful enter entrance into the pool, but we had a good time. and I enjoyed it, so I'm uh, trusting the people not talking about it.
0: This must <laughs> be garbage time. <laughs>
4: okay, all right. Let's talk about this real quickly. First of all, my father went back and rewatched. He said the funniest part of the pool was when they pan and you notice as I'm getting out that Boyle is just standing there in the pool and that he was in the pool <laughs> when I was in there. He's <laughs> washing the baby oil. <laughs> yeah. Number two. How about? And a rare L for The Wizard of Watch, the Andrew Kaplan. Almost unprepared for me to enter the pool. I don't know if anybody went back and rewatched. It was like the Blair Witch Project as he scrambled to get the camera out there. Cap, we've only talked about me going in the pool for six months. It was like he had no idea it was about to happen ahead of time. That was crazy to me. So, and then of course, you know, all you get is Cal Ripken jerseys in the shot. I didn't think we got a good shot of it on camera-wise. Uh, but either way, and then old Lang on I thought, you know... Typical from Foxy, good, not great. But you're right. Yeah, that, that got lost in the shuffle.
2: Bad, not good.
4: Yeah, exactly. Is Schwartz with us? Yes. I am. All right, Schwartzy, what do you got for a trade?
1: You know what? Learning a lot about this recruiting process. So Bradley gets a private message from a college football coach yesterday morning. He says, we'd like to have you come for one of our prospect camps because we're looking for a log snapper in 2024. Bradley comes down, and my wife and I start talking about he's going to have to, you know, book flights and hotels and stuff to go do this. All right, let's think about this. Let's talk to you know, you know some people who are advising him on things. Turns out later today I see on Twitter that coach retweets a tweet from another long snapper and goes, "I'm blessed to receive an offer from so and so school as a 2024 long snapper." Whoa. So we were Whoa. thinking about booking flights, hotels. To take Bradley to this college prospect camp with the idea... That he was going to be recruited as a long snapper for this school, and the same coach makes an offer to another long snapper. So I'm trashing that coach. <laughs> Warning: Schwartz. hazardous material.
4: Schwartz getting a taste of the dirty politics of college football, and the recruiting process. Yeah. Hey, by the way, Pete, Arch Manning's got to sit out this year for Texas. I think Bradley can wait. <laughs> a long snapper.
1: He's, he's patient. He's a, he'll Arch find a place to play.
5: Arch Manning.
4: Right, Bogues, what are we trashing?
5: So. I don't think I've ever trashed this before, and I'm surprised by that because one of my biggest pet peeves. I'm trashing people who stop when you're walking at the worst possible times. Bottom of the staircase, top of the staircase— just walking off the subway car and just getting off the elevator. And we've all lost track sometimes of, like, where we are. But the first time you feel someone, like, squeeze around you, you go, oh, my bad, and you move out of the way. But the people that stand there and have no recognition that they're in the way are the absolute worst. Trash them, get them out. Total
0: wasteoid.
4: That is such a good trash. You're right. They stop. My wife is the worst with that. A store something like that. We'll get a, I don't it care, I'll ram right into mm. <laughs> Danielle is horrible with that. And I'm not. I uncomfort- my wife do that too, she'll
5: just, she'll just truck you, knock yeah, you over and yeah. keep going.
4: And then I uncomfortably pretend I don't know my wife and walk 15 feet further ahead of her, <laughs> because I don't want the altercation. Uh, Alright, I am going to trash dinner ideas. I'm out of them. Uh, I do a lot of the cooking in my house because I'm home earlier in the day. Uh, as far as like, you know, my kids are picky, that's not even it. I like to think I've been eating somewhat better, but it's the same. That how many different ways can you marinate a chicken?
5: From how the m- guy that made eight different flavors of meatballs for the football right, food of the this
4: week. Is, this is all going I back got a
5: new it. dip for you. I can just, you cook a cheesesteak?
4: Right. I mean, okay. Chicken sausage again. Here it is. Um, all right. You know, the girls want a hot dog with mac and cheese. Here it is. I am so... Bored by dinner, and I never thought I'd say that as a fat guy. I am out of ideas. Somebody help me! And no, not recipes that take forty. That's the other thing too. My patience is worn thin with two kids. Now I understand why people will get Chipotle and pizza and Chinese three times a week because I'm out of it. I just I don't have the patience. I'm out of ideas, and I'm done with it. I, I need to. I need to hire a you know a cook or something like that to come up with new ideas. I can't take it anymore. Trash it.
0: Warm sizzling garbage
4: anybody I mean, eat what Egypt, what the heck are you eating every night
3: I mean well I used to do hello fresh which I think uh is Skate our, 16. yeah yeah I mean you know it allows you to <laughs> allows you to get you no know, various different you no know, meals the great thing about it was it kind of took out the idea of me having to think of something I, you know it was kind of done for me
4: all right not, not terrible again now we're talking about I got two other mouths to feed I can't take it
5: yeah that's uh, the I, problem is too is like the kids don't want this. They don't want that. They can't have chicken nuggets every day. So, like, well, finding t- that all four people want to eat is a new oh, battle.
4: And Taylor's obsession right now is she wants every meal to be shrimp. Look, kid, the money tree ain't growing in the backyard. We're not going to have shrimp every single night. <laughs> so get over that Good as taste, well. though. Yeah. yeah, it is a good taste.
5: But all we right. did add something new to yeah. our uh, repertoire last night. From Trader Joe's, they have, like, a pre-marinated, like, chicken yes. shawarma. Very good. So we made... That's a shawarma. Um, what?
4: What's a shawarma? It's a. I
5: I guess it's, like, a. a I don't know how to describe it. I mean, it's like a Middle Eastern, Mediterranean, spiced kind of thing. Okay. So we, like, my wife made diced up peppers, tomato, red onion, cucumber, some lettuce... Through the chicken on top, it was really, really good.
2: They have pre-made uh, balsamic chicken too. As yeah, well. That's some tzatziki sauce in there as well. It was good.
4: Okay, all right. I got to think about stuff like that. All right, that is. Your trash Tuesday. Keep your trash is coming at Miraz CBS, at Andrew Bogus. They are already steaming on in. I see a bunch of them. Uh, you heard me, Dong tweets in at Soggy Elephants. I'm trashing the <laughs> sub. Wait, wait, wait. The first
5: part is you heard me, Dong. Yeah. And the actual at name is Soggy Elephants. Yes. You guys are the best.
4: Uh, I'm. Tra- I don't get the Soggy Elephants. Is I don't care. I'm
5: it doesn't matter. That's just great, whether it's a reference to us or not.
4: I'm trashing the southern fast food place called Cookout. They have the best Reese's cup shakes around, but have been out of Reese's cups the last 4 times I've been there. What the bleat?
0: <laughs> Stinky debris.
4: <laughs> that sounds like a delicious shake, but that would frustrate me as well. And John at PA says, I'm trashing the Pirates for giving up on trying to win it all. Drop from first place to third in a weekend. They're despicable. Hashtag stinky, stinky garbage. Mm. What
0: a
5: beatdown. Uh, our good friend Mariana's trashing bleeping kidney stones. She also wrote to you and I, Sean, does it matter what y'all think Boyle's body looks like? I'm pretty sure he can pull more women and probably men than the guy who originally commented and everyone else combined. Now, head-to-head Boyle versus Joey Waller, that's a Boyle win.
4: But That's give, not fair. I, give I, the rest I oversold, of us some credit. I oversold Waller's comment a little bit. I wanted to, to, to troll all of them. Uh, but, boy, it says a lot about Mariana. Jeez, she's not going to get any pool picks from me on Instagram this summer. Huh? My Good. goodness, <laughs> Good. Good. All right, Schwartz, what do we got?
1: All right, we'll start in Miami, where the Marlins continue to get a rise out of Luis. Oh. Here's the 1-2 pitch. Here's a
6: swing of the line drive. Fair ball down the left field line. He's done it again. He is incredible. Two runs are going to score. The Marlins lead nine to nothing. Luis Arise, for the third time in 16 days, just a little over two weeks, has his third five hit
1: game. That was the call on Marlins radio. Marlins crushed the Blue Jays 11 nothing. Luis Arise, five for five, raises his average to 400. The Marlins have won. Five in a row, and there is getting season- a rise out of that lineup. Yeah,
0: it's not
4: Stop
1: funny. Stop stealing my line. <laughs> <laughs> there are season high eleven games over five hundred. Now to Cincinnati, where the Reds beat the Rockies five to four. Joey Votto, give me more Votto. Joey Votto, yes, made his return ten months after surgery on his left biceps. And rotator cuff, one of the great sports stories of all time. Agreed. And he homered (laughs) lost. He homered in the fifth (laughs) inning.
0: The very first pitch to Joey Votto in his second at bat, and he launches it. Way out of here to right. Third home run of the game, and welcome back,
1: Joey Votto. Yes, welcome back. The call on Reds Radio. The Reds have won nine in a row. Joey Votto drove in three oh, on the shut night. Up
3: about you. All you wanted is for us to play well, for us to uh, earn that championship you deserve, and for you to support me uh, with such a hot team, for me to rejoin the team, uh, and for you to support me in doing that, I, I, it means a great deal to me, and uh, I, I'm so glad to be back, and it's so good to get a win today. Votto
1: with that I, heartfelt I, message to people Pilati uh, on Reds I, TV, Valley Sports.
0: I, I got a great
4: movie idea, a biography on his life and we call it A Man Named Votto.
5: <laughs> I mean, so that's a it's riff It's not of...
4: funny.
0: A
5: Man Named Otto, a relatively yeah. obscure Tom Hanks movie. Don't bring up
2: Tom Hanks and Joey Votto in the same sentence. You want to know. get me really upset. You don't Hanks do that. You me
4: later, Pete.
1: <laughs> well, now let's go to Minnesota. Please. And quite quite and a nice. Joey
4: Votto also played for the Twins.
1: <laughs> no <laughs> Quite a night for Boston's Alex Verdugo.
0: This Verdugo's third at bat with the bases loaded. 0-2 oh,
1: is ripped on a ground into right field. A base hit. Cusses scores. Here comes Wong. Around third comes Restnutter. He is waved home. The throw is dropped by Julian. It's a bases clearing triple for Alex Verdugo. And the Red Sox lead it. Six to
5: three, in Boston they call Verdugo a young Joey Votto. So, where <laughs> do
0: you go? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's not funny.
1: Team is overusing that drop. Yeah. Oh, that's Sean's fault. Call on Red Sox radio Red Sox beat the twins nine to three. Alex Verdugo drove in four, and virtually Joey Votto drove in two. Giants beat the Padres (laughs) 7-4 in 10 innings. Mike Yastrzemski with a walk-off three-run homer in the bottom of the 10th. Other games, Mets crushed the Astros 11-1. Francisco Lindor, homer, drove in five. The Diamondbacks beat up on the Brewers 9-1. The Cubs beat up on the Pirates 9-0. The Cubs Mm -hmm. have won eight of their last 10. From basketball, Warriors veteran Draymond Green reportedly declines his $27.5 million player option for the 23-24 season, and he'll be an unrestricted free agent. Warriors GM Mike Dunleavy Jr. says the team does want Green back.
0: Until we get the paperwork and the filing, we can't really comment or say much. So um, I will say, I think Steve has said it, and I'll reiterate, we really want Draymond back. Um, What he means to this organization, this team, in terms of trying to win at the highest level, uh, we we, we feel like we have to have him. Um, So that's very important.
1: Green, 33 years old, spent his entire 11-year career with Golden State. Dunleavy also said he's in talks with Joey Votto for a roster spot on Warriors this season. <laughs> he's got a new arm. Now he can shoot and <laughs> Yes. Do. And Chris Paul told the New York Times he was surprised about the reported trade that will send him from the Suns to the Wizards.
5: And Chris Paul told the Times that Joey is his favorite Reds player of yeah. all time.
1: Right. Screw you, Barry and Larkin. He's surprised how... Much people, Lottie hates him. Him and his three seasons over thirty home runs. I mean, give me a break. Is he a Reds Hall of Famer, Joey? Votto? He's it's a Reds, Hall, a Reds of Famer, Hall of Famer. Yes. He's he'll, he'll be honored there that's one fine. day.
4: He should, be, he should be Cooperstown. If Piazza's in, Votto should be in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop trolling me because I know that's a definite troll.
5: <laughs> he, go to Happy Space, Piazza's
2: Jockstrap.
1: Find another yeah. Sesame Street character on Twitter. It'll go be one, there. Feel one better. day, maybe when like you know Joey Votto comes back for his finale at City Field and Keith Radd is. Doing is the MC, and he's like <laughs> welcoming Joey Votto back to Flushing.
2: I love how he f- totally yeah. forgot how he would yell at fans, like in the on deck circle.
4: You how know he- what? You know what? Um, there's Hello? Two, yeah, there's two things Pete the Body and Joey Votto have in common. Do you guys know what they are? What? They've both never celebrated a World Series, and both have yelled at fans. <laughs> I
2: haven't yelled at fans. What are you talking about? <laughs>
5: It's
1: so easy. Don't you have someone
2: uh, have burp in your face again?
6: (laughs) (laughs) I can. I can.
4: I can. All right. Is that it, Schwartz? That's it. All right. When we come back, we see how else we can agitate Pete. Plus, Nick Saban says something kooky. Is it BetQL? The DA Uh, Show on CBS Sports Radio.
1: What do you think that means, Mraz? Strike while the
4: iron's hot. Well, iron as we know it, is not about the stuff in your blood that you need to eat red meat for. Mm -hmm. It's not about the stuff that wrinkles your clothes. No, iron is a form of metal or steel. Mm. That, when the iron is hot, and there's a lot of iron to be mined, the iron workers need to strike because that's the time to make the money. Because the iron's hot.
0: DA on CBS Sports Radio. (laughs)
5: Makes sense. Oh, it does. And you're, by the way, you're, you're pre welcome, Tucson. You're going to get more tidbits like that. Smarts and sports. Big, Big baby. baby.
4: And the landfill.
5: for Coming soon, hopefully. Fingers crossed.
4: It's the DA show. <laughs> CBS Sports <laughs> Radio. Thanks for that, folks. Uh, all right. Nick Saban yesterday. Slick Nick. Boy, this is what happens when you're like Andrew Bogus and you don't understand gambling. Yes. You say something stupid. (laughs) Saban yesterday said that he's still upset about last year not being included in the college football playoff. And his new reason, his new reason, was that, quote, we would have been favored versus three of the four teams in the college football playoff. Ah. Now... For those who don't understand how gambling works, sportsbooks set a line, let's call it, three and a half, four and a half, five and a six and a half, based on injuries, based on the betting public, and a lot of the way lines move, if you will, a line could be different from six days earlier, is how the public feels. So if Alabama was in a college football playoff, they are Alabama backed by Nick Saban. A college football playoff will have a lot of casual gamblers in there. They would, of course, be favored in a lot of those games, A, because the public is going to see Alabama disrespected at two losses and want to bet them, therefore increasing the lines to ensure they are favored. But also, at the same time, Alabama was heavily favored versus the Texas A&M Aggies this year, who stunk. They barely beat them. They were favored over Tennessee. They lost to them, right? They lost to Tennessee. Who were the two LSU and Tennessee, right? I think I messed this up, but... No, you're good. And LSU, they were heavily favored and lost to them. Uh, They were heavily favored over Ole Miss. Barely beat them, 1-6. by So Nick Saban seems to forget that they were not particularly a team that you should side with if they were a favorite. A lot of people lost money betting Alabama last year. So for that to be the reason you're upset, the bottom line is this. You're in a tough conference. You like making the money that you're in a tough conference. If that means you have two losses and you were not good enough To beat Tennessee or beat LSU this year, deal with it. Your two losses meant you were out, and that's the end of story. Could they have beaten TCU in the first round of the playoff? Of course, they probably would have obliterated them like Georgia did. But that's not how this works, and this is also why an expanded playoff will be better for us, so teams like Alabama aren't dead with two losses. But I just thought that was ridiculous for Saban to point to being favored as to why they should have been in.
5: And and you stole my line. This is exactly something I would say because I barely understand gambling. And, and I can't believe this is his line. I can't believe that this is his defense. Like, there are people employed by Alabama football – that could give him eight, nine, ten bullet points that are all would be better than this to defend his team and try to talk their way in other than we would have been favored over three. of the, that, just, that just doesn't matter. It, do, it doesn't matter. It doesn't work like this. He should be better by this. And at this point, I mean, these games were January. It's June. Move on, dude. Whether you're right or wrong, good well, reason, yeah. bad reason, let's just get past this.
4: That's the other thing too, and we've learned this all these years at CBS Sports Radio. Full, of the, full of schools are being Northeast people. SEC Media Days, Big Ten Media Days, Big Twelve Media Days. Those are bi- ACC. Those are big days on the summer calendar, and we love them from a national radio to- talking point because it gives us some college football to chew into. Those are coming up very quick within the next couple weeks. Nick Saban shouldn't be talking about last year anymore. Most of his star players in the year have already been drafted and gone through mini camps in the NFL. Why is this still a topic? Nick Saban should be above that. Is Bill Belichick still talking about why the Pats didn't win the AFC East last year? I mean, it just seems so weird that Saban would be even mentioning that. And, and also, if you were somebody on Alabama listening to Nick Saban, doesn't it come across as, oh, we're good. Saban even knows we would have been favored. This is all the committee's fault. No, you got to grind to be better. Like, they should enter camp with the – like, we can't lose those kind of games. Not that we'd simply just be fine because of the you – know, whatever, because of the committee. Seems ridiculous.
5: Right. He should be talking about – you can talk about last year in a constructive way. Like, we can't slip. There's no room for error. One loss is bad. Two's unacceptable. We've got to be perfect. We've got to do that. And I'm sure that's what he's doing inside. But I don't see – I don't understand what he thinks he's getting out of this. Because everything he says – is calculated. There's a there's a meaning behind it. There's a purpose for it. But I don't understand what his purpose is here. Unless he's just literally still that heartbroken and angry over it, I don't get why he's even talking about this in, with any reason, with any backup. It's just such a waste of time.
4: Seems very odd. Seems very, very odd. More of your trash is coming in. Ralph tweets in, I stand with you, Pete, the body, but come on, man. What has Joey Votto done to you personally? Trash him.
1: Get that guy a napkin.
4: Hmm.
2: What has Joey Votto done? That's how I'll okay. answer that question. Thank you.
4: Mm-hmm. Ryan tweets in, can you replay Pete's what? Before it cut the commercial, it was hilarious. So there you go. Vote for Pete being funny. Uh, Alan tweets in, oh, Morty's busy today, huh? <laughs> <laughs> is, is Morty feeling awfully busy today?
5: Yes. Well, okay. Morty's got nine and a half more shows in a row of me and Sean, no D.A., so he better, I don't know, get to the gym, get on the treadmill, do something to build up that lung capacity because he's going to be busy.
4: Good point. And while you say that, Bogues, who knows if D.A. is listening yet. So today, full disclosure, because there's going to be no way we could play this off as being live, today D.A. is going to be uh, recording an interview with, I think, a a former NFL athlete that a lot of people want to hear from. Because DA's on paternity, he has asked us to play the interview tomorrow <laughs> while he is off. So let's let's pretend that was a tweet from DA, and let's play good tweet, bad tweet. Good tweet, bad tweet. We should be playing an interview with DA Tapes today, tomorrow, even though he's off.
5: You know, I'm going to go good tweet, because it is good to keep the PR relationships going.
4: Okay. EJ, good tweet, bad tweet. <sighs> I'm a- going <laughs> to... I love that the DJ grumbles.
3: Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a good tweet because at the end of the day, the, the, the name the name on the show is DA, so I, I whatever he says goes. So I'm gonna say a good tweet.
4: All right, Pete.
2: A good tweet. Another interview that uh, wasn't booked by you.
4: Yeah, I mean the thing was I had booked it for Thursday and had to cancel. it, full disclosure, because I found out DA booked it for Tuesday. So there you go.
5: <laughs> now, as a follow up, Sean. Yeah. Would both. Let's assume Bilotti's the host of this show. <laughs> yeah. Would Bilotti have done this, taped the interview, play it the next day, and then not counted that day as a vacation day? Because he 100%. did some work. Okay. I
4: worked that day. Yeah. 100%. So ADA does get a day back on paternity. Mm. He did work. I, I will say.
2: <laughs> did he not work?
4: He did work. He absolutely did work. So you will get that tomorrow. Uh, it'll be, I'll just tell you its flat out, it'll be Richard Sherman, which I'm shocked that DA didn't find one game Richard Sherman played the Jets and make that a New York accent podcast.
5: <laughs> You've been to Broadway once, right,
3: Sherman? <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to
5: New York accent.
3: With, you had beef with Duar Revis, right? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly.
4: I think, I think I just realized the hook as I was making a joke there. I think I'm actually serious. Richard Sherman won his only Super Bowl in the New York City area.
5: That, that actually makes sense. I was there. Can I be a guest on your accent as well? One of the That's... worst Super Bowls in the last 20 years. 100%. You know why oh, it wasn't, though? Because it was stunk. warm. That was the, I was at it, yeah. all geared up for winter, yeah. and it was 55 degrees.
4: Yeah. The sad part is Pete didn't even get to go to that radio row.
5: That's right. Down the block. Me and Schwartz were at that Super Bowl together, side by side. Stunk.
4: That's the room you want to be in. That's absolutely. We were
5: amazing. outside. Schwartz to my left, the legendary John Kincaid to my right. Wow. What a game.
4: What a game. It was over in two minutes. Um, Fatty Crackers tweets in, is the cook in our house, I 100% understand what Meraz is talking about with dinner ideas. Food has to be quick, pseudo-healthy, and something a six-year-old would eat. Trash dinner.
0: Splash Brothers, more like the Trash Brothers. Yeah,
4: I think we just need to stop eating. Uh, Bouncing Baby Boy tweets in, I'm trashing... Bob Chuggins for his ridiculous DUI and bags of empty beers. Get him off the street for good. No room for the shenanigans on the street. Hashtag, do you know what city you're in? Hashtag, get him out. Bob Chuggins. Yeah, That
5: that.
0: deserves a trash can
5: emoji. So that, I think, is a good tweet, bad tweet question, because it's a good tweet except for making a joke with Chuggins. Does that make it a bad tweet?
4: I'm going to say bad tweet. Yeah. I'm going to say bad tweet. And this is interesting. This is uh, directed at Pete the Body. Since Mraz mentioned it, I'm a little disappointed at the technological shortcomings during BB3, which is just a funny short. (laughs) DA had a normal mic. Mraz had a Bob Barker and Andrew Bogish on a headset. Burp barely audible. Very mild trash and so happy we got it all. But that's not Pete's fault. That's not Pete's fault. The burp was not audible because I didn't stick the mic in his face because I was getting burped at
2: Hey, Why are you blaming me for
4: Yeah. Sound engineer, sound engineer. Nobody's car's got into an accident, though. Thank you, Zach Hill. All right. When we come back, we continue on on the DA show with something. We'll find out what that is when I look at my email. The DA show on CBS Sports
6: Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?